0: make you so special why did he bless you think about it i woke up this morning i woke up this morning gotta smile when i say that shit and we're live morning. we are live with ryan flint the intrepid <laughs> the intrepid i'm kind of branding that word like through the through the youtube channel but anyway what's intrepid mean <laughs> intrepid means adventurous and fearless all right, well, intrepid might be a bit of a stretch, but... Well, you did the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, so... I did, well... I would I would say that's pretty intrepid. Yeah, yeah fair enough, that's a little intrepid, but to be fair, I only did half of it, I did... Oh, you only did half? I got okay. to mile 1,400 Okay. of okay. 2,650 or something like that. And so you you hiked in total 1,400 miles? Yes. Holy shit. second. Yeah, Some some zero days in between, but and there's skipped some fire closures but it was pretty much 1400 consecutive wow how long did this take you? I did it in three and a half months-ish a little bit less okay. but just I stay in California every day to... pretty much just waking yeah. up and just go on a hike yeah so you take zero days too where you get to town you're tired your legs are sore and you take an extra day at a hotel and sleep all day but besides that more or less it okay was... I did it in 2016 started on April twentieth of twenty sixteen and went to August fifth. Wow! Literally all summer. All, all summer, summer yeah. I had to cut. The only reason I cut it short was because I had to be back for school. Besides that, so what was your like motive? What was your reasoning for trying this? Yeah, I just got out of high school and I was, you know, I wanted to do something before I jumped into more, more school. I wanted to mix it up, Absolutely. get some more perspective. So it was, it was like a gap year, kind of. Yeah, it was a gap year. This, I took that year cool. off and hiked. That's a lot more common in other countries, but that's so cool to me. That's so interesting. And that's There was a lot of people from other countries that were there. It was probably half foreigners that were there. When really? Meet people, yeah. It's, so it's a pretty popular trail around the world? Yeah, it's one of the big, it's I want to say it's the second or third longest through hike that's popularized. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones, but the Continental Divide Trail gets longer, and that goes from Mexico to Canada, too, but it's through like Colorado and okay. Arizona and stuff and then I have heard of that one yeah how long is that wait it, that's one of the triple crowns Triple right? Crowns, yeah which is the Appalachian Trail which what is that that's 2100 that's no it's 2005 something or two four something okay it's okay. a couple hundred miles shorter than the PCT but it's okay but it's a lot of mountains and whatnot. it's a lot more it's a lot more elevation difference so what was the terrain like there it changes, because you start off in Mexico, right? Uh-huh. And then... It's all desert, the first 700 miles or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Kennedy Meadows is kind of the start of the Sierras, and that's at mile 702. But you also hit... There's Mount San Jacinto and stuff, and that's in Idlewild, which is around mile 200. And so you get like... say deep. that again. I like that it's word. It's San Jacinto. No, no, the I- Oh, Idlewild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's kind of actually a pretty neat town. It was like a... You know, town of 2,000 people, or 20,000 people-ish, but... So, it, but it had, like, its own personality, like... a yeah, super Whole Foodsy type vibe, you know, everyone riding bikes everywhere in the mountains. No super stores, no fast food type of town. It sounds like a Cali town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, that one was at, like, mile 200, and so you get about 40 miles of mountains there, get away from the desert, and that was the first mm-hmm. time I got snow. But, and then you hit... The Baden Powell Mountains, or Mount Baden Powell, and the mountains around it, and that's around Mile Five Hundred. So you get out of the desert a little bit there. But besides that, that's kind of the desert stretch. Okay. And you catch. So you the, said that was about five hundred miles. About, it's seven hundred ish, but minus you know, sixty or seventy miles of it is miles. Okay. But yeah, and that's that's the rough stuff. So what was it like, like showering or not? Oh, you don't. <laughs> you did like like whenever you get into town, you shower. Oh oh. <laughs> You take a few, it's just black floors, water oh. coming off your body is just black, gross. And I feel bad, because you don't really realize how much you smell, because, you know, you're used to it. Everyone you're around just reeks. Absolutely. No one's no one's clean, and so you're not used to it. But then you get you have to get to a town, and, so you get, and how you get to towns is because the trail never just goes through a town. Okay. It gets it goes in with, you, you know, 20 off the miles. A little bit. Wow. Well, you got to go to, like, the... You find a road, and then you put your thumb up, and you hitchhike in, and you never realize... But people are pretty friendly with the PCT hikers, because, you know, they're used to it, most people are local, and they know that we go through, and they know we need rides. I believe that, the small town, yeah. But I... We stink. And <laughs> we'll get, like, four or five of us in their car, and right when oh. the windows go up, we need Maybe to... keep the windows up? Well, no, we put them back down. We figured that out quick, but okay. we'll get in, and we just destroy their car. I mean, so it's So how bad. long... Like, what was your longest wait? Without getting to a town, or... Yeah, with that, like, just, like, sticking your thumb out at the... Oh, pff, probably five hours. There's one one, ba- and that one was considerably longer than the rest. Wow. But it was annoying, because it was uh, in an area where it's... We're kind of going to this... We're going to a campsite to stay at, so it's okay. not really, like, a PCT town. There's no locals there. No one's really familiar with us, and so... Everyone would just drive by and shout out, like, these dirty hitchhikers, like, we're not touching them. And so... That was the worst of the weights, but most of them you usually get within an hour. I mean, it's not too, too okay. bad, and you enjoy the time to just sit. I mean, so who'd you do this with? I went by myself. Okay. And most wow. people, do, but the thing is, is, most people do go by themselves. You, you'll you'll find couples, you will find girlfriend boy, and every once in a while find like you know best friends. Uh huh. But it's hard to get two people to commit to go hike. Yeah, for absolutely. Twenty six hundred miles. Well, actually, I did an, uh, I did a podcast with my buddy. I think it's episode. Oh, I want to say. 28, 29. Wait, I actually have it here. Oh, it's it's episode number 26, and he's preparing to go this upcoming March, and he's doing it with his 62-year-old aunt. Oh! 62 years old. That's crazy. You'd be surprised. I saw a... 86-year-old or 87-year-old Aussie dude. And I saw him pretty Good early. Good for him. And I, for him. He, pff, was he was going way quicker than I was. It was, okay. it was still pretty early on. but Wasn't the idea to kind of, like, go slow and just keep doing it persistently? Everyone does it different. Because I kind of went on with, like, I had been on five, like, overnight backpacking trips before. Oh, in the oh, that's very Most cool. of them three days. And I only did, like, one five-day or before it. Okay. And so I'd get on. And, like, my first day, I think I hiked 16 miles. And I'm like, all right, I'm proud of that. And my next day, I hiked, like, 14 miles. (laughs) And the next day, I hiked, like, 10 miles. And then I kind of sat around there for a week or so. So that was kind of the build-up before you did the PCT. Well, no, this is still, this is, like, I started at Mexico. And then 16 miles the first day from there. And so I'm just kind of chunking it out 10 miles. Because I kind of went in not in great shape. Okay. And so... You, like, the you kind of start losing miles first because you get the blisters, your legs get really sore, and then your body starts healing up while you're walking, too, and then it just kind of increases. And then eventually... It's after about, what the body can do. Yeah. And you're not getting time to heal, either. It's not like you're stopping for a week. I mean, most you'll stop for a day within the first, you know, two or three weeks because no one wants to take a zero day that early. Right, right. And so, yeah, it's crazy. It just... Your body builds back up while you're putting so much stress on it, but it so doesn't. how heavy was your backpack? <laughs> I know my, my buddy said his was about 10 pounds. Was it somewhere around <sighs> there? No. No, I started off with... Like, I was packing jeans with me, and I, was, I had some canned food and stuff, which... Oh, that would you learned heavy. It's a pretty big no-no. So I probably started around base weight, probably around 35 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And I bet you lost that quick. Day two, I... I stripped off quite a bit of weight <laughs> like we just a bunch of my hiking buddies that I met early on sat down we got to a dumpster we just started throwing stuff away from my pack wow. I dropped it down to like 30 after that and then I got some new stuff and I think I kind of end up sitting around 18 pounds of the base weight oh that's good that's so you know what a dramatic. base weight is yeah, like we yeah. Base weight. it's without food water oh okay no I didn't know that then my bad so, yeah cuz your weight's gonna change Quite a bit, because we're in the desert. You're going to carry a lot more water. Absolutely. Because there's no water, so you have to. you know. What do you carry your water in? Uh, you know what a platypus is? I do not know. It's like a two-liter bottle that's collapsible and kind of fold up or fold up. And you can roll it up. I'll Google it real quick. Yeah. Just type in uh. Platypus. Platypus water pouch. Platypus. I'm killing this <laughs> guy. Yeah, the bottle should do it. But, uh, I had two of those. Oh, okay, I've seen these, yeah. Very collapsible. Is this a water filter as well? Um, they have a, they have an attachment that you can, but I didn't use this water filter. I used this to carry. Okay. But then I also had an algeen on me, which isn't really recommended, because they're a little heavier than you want for water bottles. But like my, that? You know those, with the big mouth, they screw on, they see all the sorority girls carrying around the pink ones with all the stickers on them okay okay yeah Yeah. so I had one of those with a bunch of stickers on it and I think I had enough and I had a camelback just the pouch that I could go through okay I think I had enough to carry 10 liters if I wanted to but I don't think I ever carried 10 liters yeah that'd be a lot of extra weight or I'd fill it up for camp and then just drink as much as I could and then I wouldn't carry that much weight okay because every three liters is seven pounds I think which adds up quick. Yeah, absolutely. So you carry six liters, which is pretty average on the day. That's 14 more pounds. So, how does your backpack work? Did it did it put all the stress on your shoulders or did it distribute it through your lower back as well? Like, like where yeah, it was mostly your hips. Okay. Yeah, and you clip it, pull it tight. you kind of like that lower torso kind of deal. Yeah. It has a little strap right here that you clip in. Oh, very cool. Okay. And. on your belly button, kind of. Mm hmm. And that takes a lot of the weight off because when you're walking, you don't want to just. Pulling down, so you have a little bit oh, of weight on yeah. your shoulders but most uh, of your shoulders are just holding it up instead of holding the weight on it. Oh no, else, yeah, yeah, it's Even a lot harder. After an than hour, like your traps will be dead. Yeah, an hour you don't have traps as it. So it's hard carrying a pack yeah. on it too. But yeah, you, you just come back from the trail, and you're just like huge <laughs> just in the traps, <laughs> shrugging every day. I always had a buddy in high school who like had just abnormally large traps, and he just flex those. He was like, anytime he was shirtless, he would just flex them, like, like stay like that. But like the rest of his body, he's super skinny. But then he just has huge traps. That's all you funny. need. That's all you need for the winter. Yeah, that's all you need. That's There's like traps. Need. So you said uh, hiking buddies. Uh, how like. Did you meet people and then just hike with them for a few days? or? Yeah, because most people go out by themselves. Right. And so it's kind of a weird atmosphere when you start off because everyone, or I'll say 90% of the people are out there by themselves. So no one knows anyone, so kind of everyone knows everyone. You know what I mean? Everyone's on the same page, so everyone's super friendly. And then the people you click with, and then they also walk the same pace as. You uh-huh. just kind of start... You don't really ever like walk with them like throughout the day. Where, you know you're just standing together. You know talk because you know there's only so much you can talk about for yeah, true, true. 16 hours a day for three weeks. So much but, you could think about too. Yeah, like so, I, mean, I feel like I've run out of thoughts to think almost in some ways. I know. I've to podcasts quite a bit. Yeah, podcasts that's what I would and audiobooks help do. down until your phone dies. Smart, but, smart. So you kind of do that. You saw, so you look at your map. And you'd be like, all right, so we're probably going to camp out, or we're going to do lunch here. So, whoever's the lead hiker, just once you get there, stop. See, so you, you know, be six miles ahead, you're like, okay, this is going to be a stopping point. And then, so once you see them sitting down, you stop, sit down, eat a snack, eat lunch, or whatever. And then, we'll be like, all right, we're going to camp here. And then you meet them there, set up camp. and felt a lot safer, too, instead of a lot of hikers just out there by themselves, Yeah. The kind of deal. There's a lot of people, though. I don't think I went a day without. I, I, didn't, I didn't for sure never want to date without seeing someone. Okay. Because the year I did I think there was 3,600 permits issued. Yeah, because they only allow so many people 50, every single day. Yeah, 50 permits a day. Okay, okay. Which, I shouldn't say this on camera, but I kind of messed around with my start date a little bit. I had to get out there a little earlier, and so... Yeah, okay. It was a little bit sketchy, but... <laughs> <laughs> what, do you keep up with any of your like old hiking buddies? Or? Yeah, it's funny. Actually... The first day I was there, or, the or, yeah, the first full day I had on trail, I was hiking. And when you're in the desert, you know, it's April, and it gets really hot in the daytime, so you take a siesta, and you just find shade, and between the hot hours, you just kind of sit around and nap and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm wearing a Missouri State disc golf shirt. Hey. And this guy walks up, he goes, oh, you go to Missouri State? I'm like, no, but I'm from Springfield. He's like, oh, I live in Springfield. No and way. Just, yeah, no coincidence. He's like this 24-year-old kid. And so we've hung out quite a bit since I've been back because you Dude, know, that's super cool. He's that's super there. cool. Yeah, but there was, you know, I got a bunch. It's actually a huge bummer because right after I got off trail, I lost my phone. And so I lost a lot of my contacts, but Facebook and stuff like that. So I didn't oh, you know, message just, people. Yeah, really like inconvenient that. time. I know, yeah. No, no time to actually keep up with anyone before. But I got a new phone on trail, too, because I broke one early on. You go through them quick. And 90% of my contacts were just PCT numbers for so long. Because there's so many people and everyone's so friendly. Just get everyone's number in case, you know, That's you really want tough. to meet up Let's with someone. That. Yeah, you want to hike with someone or something like that. So you get everyone's numbers. Right, right. And so, yeah. I ended up hiking with the uh, guy from this area for a couple weeks. And there was a couple German dudes that I hiked with oh, for dope, dope. about a month. And there's this guy up in Minnesota that I hiked with for about a month and a half, and those were kind of the the groups I hiked around with. But there's also there's kind of like your hiking buddies, you know your. But there's also bubbles that you get in, which it's the what people. What do you mean by bubbles? It's gonna be the people that you're just like passing day to day or hitting towns or getting hitches with, uh, because you, you kind of keep running into the same people. Yeah, because everyone kind of moves, or for the you get your bubble kind of moves the same pace. And so, you know, you'll walk by someone who's filtering oh, water. Oh, I get what you And see okay, just the same sense. faces. And, you know, you always introduce yourself to all the PCT hackers. So you keep up with them, too. And then sometimes you camp up with them, but... You it's know, like a culture. It's a culture yeah. on the trail. That's pretty cool. It's almost like a moving little village, too, because everyone keeps up. But then you'll take a couple zero... That's the sad part. You'll take a couple zero days, and then you get back on. And all of a sudden, it's just completely new faces, like yeah, people you've yeah. never seen before. The funny part, though, is when you'll get... You know, 600, 700 miles down the trail, and you'll just randomly run into someone like an old friend from mile twenty that you haven't uh, seen. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> there was this. I think even an actual old friend. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, back from high school. Yeah, he's just out there. An the old jogging. friend from mile twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. that's funny. That's funny. There was a guy that I started the trail with. It's funny because I got there and he was up there drinking a beer before it started. He's like, oh, "You want a Budweiser?" <laughs> and he threw me one. And he had hiked the uh, Continental Divide Trail before it. Oh, good for him. Wow. And I didn't... Uh, not that same year, but the year before. Okay. And so I didn't see him at all. And Is I he couldn't... going for the Triple Crown then? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's him. doing AT this year. Good for him. Wow. But I, I saw him. We got to mile one together. And he's like, all right, man, I'm going to take off. Because he was, you know, hauling. I was, my fat ass was just wobbling around. <laughs> and I didn't see him at all. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking into a city at, like, mile 550. Okay. And he's like, Ryan and no one called me Ryan anymore because I, I was lopsided on trail everyone gets a trail name yeah yeah I, I've heard that before Trail yeah. name. your name was lopsided yeah I was lopsided because I had a strap on my pack that broke like day two for my heaviest pack dude it's a and culture so it man. Like this. it's a culture that's so cool yeah but he called me Ryan and I responded and he was like making eye contact I'm like who knows my name no one knows my name's Ryan right, no one right. calls me Ryan and I'm like oh and then he had a huge beard by then too and so, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. So we started together. What's up? So, if you're walking in Walmart right now and somebody yells out your trail name, like, Lopsided, would you turn around? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> lopsided would respond to. It's also my gamer tag now, too, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, maybe get it on your uh, your grave. Lopsided. Ryan, please, yeah. Lopsided. Middle it's name. It's my identity now, yeah. So, what did you, what growth came out of this for you, like, like. Did you grow as a person, or I'd like to think so. Depends on who you ask. Parents think I got more liberal, so maybe really? maybe I shrunk in their eyes. But no, <laughs> but uh, I was a lot of different perspective changes because okay. you grow up in this area and you know you're used to the same. You're kind of the same bubble to use the term again. Is right. this area conservative, middle, religious America, and then you go out to California with all these hippies for three months, and it's just a bunch of... So that's the type of people you're meeting on the show typically like kind of hippies, like uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I I'm imagine a lot of people because that's a different breed of people that are going out there and doing this... This All crazy people. Six-month venture, yeah. Everyone's crazy. They gotta be different. You gotta guy. be a little bit crazy to do it. But yeah, it's, I mean, here in California, it's, it's mostly a fairly liberal crowd, so... Okay. And you kind of try not to get... Political or religious, I just kind of the things you just don't want to talk about, yeah, but I'm you going, do. Those topics at all costs on the trail. But yeah, you do get different viewpoints and stuff like that. It's a pretty big perspective change. Then, you know, you weigh it in with what you believe then and what you believe now, and so a lot of my views on the world have changed. That's say, so open your eyes to a lot of things. It's well, kind of slanted my perspective. Okay. That's the best thing because some things I was aware of, but just see it in a different light. Well, that's interesting to me because I, I I was talking more from like the accomplishment side. Oh. so that was no no no. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is. uh, But yeah, that's that. I wouldn't have had expected that answer. And it's because di- I was fresh out of high school too, and so it's because, di- you know, the only forty-five-year-olds they're used to really talking to are your parents at that time. You know, right when you're out of high school, or you know, maybe some coworkers or something. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, camping with a forty-five-year-old guy from England. And you're talking to him on why Brexit's a bad thing for <laughs> this, and so you get a lot of different perspectives around the world in that in that regard, too. Well, wow, that's kind of cool, and then you're getting, like, a, yeah, perspective from somebody out of this country, because I, I know how much, like, somebody from a very different background can impact your own perspective on the world, too. Yeah, and you see, it's because there's a bunch of British hikers, too, and there's there was a couple old guys that came out there together, just old childhood friends. Okay. And then there was a bunch, of, and I was at a hostel in uh, Bishop, which is around mile five hundred. Okay. Okay. And they're all sitting around the, all sitting around the table, and they're all arguing about Brexit, <laughs> and I have no idea what it is. And I'm just but these are these are PCT hikers in yeah. the hostel. Okay. Yeah, they're they're all PCT hikers, and they're all arguing about this stuff. It's so weird. Like, all right, this is our kind of Trump versus Hillary Clinton that they're doing right now. They're arguing politics and I can't so I guess everyone's doing it it's not only us right right I mean everyone's got their debates yeah it's a big deal over there I, yeah. I had my buddy from Northern Ireland on uh, I think it was podcast episode number 23 promoting I'm, I'm promoting yeah <laughs> go check it out check it out man number 23 don't sure you my man's tape yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah he, he was talking he was going into depth about Brexit it's kind of an interesting topic I don't know enough to like talk about it well, do it. I, I couldn't weigh in on it I mean it's a, it's one of those conversations. Where you're just like, all right, I'm observing. I'm observing. Yeah, just see how they interact. Just not much you know? so I can weigh in on. So when did, whenever you you said you quit at fourteen hundred? What was the reasoning for being done? Or maybe maybe not quit because was a negative conversation. No, but... no, I had to I had to get back for school, and so I just took off, and I planned it so I had two weeks to come back, get some stuff in order, and then move down to Arkansas. So it's the best move for you to get back in time. In retrospect, I kind of wish I could have said, you know, screw school, do it next semester, and right. just finished it. Well, that was probably uh, the best move for you. Yeah, I respect. I mean, it. I regret it. it, but it would be nice. To fi- I, I'm gonna finish. I mean, I got to now, and halfway. Right, right. The debate is if I start over or if I start from where I got off. Ooh. Because technically, to make it a through hike, because I'm not a through hiker, to be a through hiker, you gotta hike a th- through a trail, you gotta do a whole trail. And so I'm just right. a, I'm just a big sectional hiker. You can go walk, walk the nature center and Which I guy. still respect Like your <laughs> common man Like anybody who's not done Or into this stuff at all Like I respect the shit out of it But anybody listening right now If they're like Like done the PCT Especially if they don't like The triple crown They probably that Like it's different and This time. guy's a pussy Yeah he's yeah, like, yeah He's a sectional hiker No. Nah. <laughs> hey fuck you sectional hiker Did you ever see the movie Wild? No The one did. on the PCT No no It's uh It came out I don't know Five or six years ago It's Reese Witherspoon, but it's so funny because all the hikers just shit talk this movie because it's about some lady that hiked in the late 90s okay. but she only hiked 1,200 miles of it and they're like, oh yeah, she didn't do it. We're hiking this whole thing right now. It's such a bad thing, you know, they're criticizing everything about the movie. <laughs> any movie you watch is such a niche movie, like Wild is it's it, the people that are actually doing it are going to criticize. Right, right. If you watch a boxy movie and you're a boxer you're going to hate the movie. That's so unrealistic. Yeah. You, you know how it is. You know how it it's is. It's the same thing with that. So we, we were joking around. And we got a bunch of... We cut out a bunch of Reese Witherspoon's faces and put them on our backpacks. And <laughs> <laughs> piss people off. Oh, that's late. I actually have heard about this movie from a... Yeah, from a podcast. Yeah, that, okay. It's funny because no one wants to say, like, that influenced them to hike. But the numbers skyrocketed after this movie came out. And, they're like, and so, like, when you ask, so why did you decide to come out and trail? Everyone's like, first thing's like, well... Yeah, I want to come out before the movie Wild came out. <laughs> I just want to lay that down. It was like 10 years ago when I thought about doing the PCT. Like, Wild had nothing to do with it. But numbers went from like 1,500 to like 3,500. You know, or right, it's like right. 3,000 within it put two the, years. It put the idea of doing that as yeah. that being a possibility it made a little of what bit you more to Spend your time doing, yeah. Man, I don't know if i try it. I don't know. I, a part of me wants to, but like... It, I would I would be down for some like a smaller show. like I would be down more like a fourteen hundred like, like a two three month thing but I don't know if I'm really, wanting to commit like six months to like a an excursion a getaway like this so much. If you were to start it and you're if you were to get three months in, and you still had time. You'd finish. Absolutely. There's no way you can't get halfway done with it and you have time. Well, I'm saying to like up. I would rather do like like find like an eight hundred mile hike. Or oh, show. like yeah. something that's still pretty hardcore, pretty extreme, but like there's a lot of Just the opportunity cost of like. Skipping out on so much, like with, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, there's a lot to think awesome about. Though, if you want, there's like the Colorado Trail is like a 550 or stuff like that. That'd be, yeah, that There's a lot cool. of them like that, and but I don't know. The PCT, it's the one that's been haunting me now. I gotta finish it. I respect uh, it, dude. I respect it. I recommend anyone to get out and do something like that because it is. It's a whole different perspective, and there's a weird sense of accomplishment by or not weird but there's a sense of accomplishment by it too like every time you get to the new town cuz like you start off and you're talking the whole for a month for like a month you're talking about Kennedy Meadows got to get to Kennedy Meadows I'm done with the desert I want to get to Kennedy Meadows get to the Sierras get to the mountains okay and then finally you're at Kennedy Meadows and you're like all right we made it it's all mountains now we're done with the desert we made it to the mountains and so there's that some like little chunks, and okay. then like the halfway point that's all I got to I'm sure getting to the other terminals the big one but well what was the feeling like whenever like well, I bet that was just an absolute bliss at the like the getting off or the getting to the halfway point yeah it felt good because the halfway point was the goal and it was you know you think like when you get on because I was kind of like you know low key telling my friends be like yeah I'm gonna go and I'll probably be out there like a month and I'll get sick of it right right and I kind of didn't actually plan on making it to the halfway point and then so I get out there and start going, and next thing you know, it's three months later, and you're there, and it's it feels good. I mean, I don't I don't know how to describe it. That's so that's one of the bigger things I've done. So it's well, what work, what right? confidence comes with that? Like just be able to be like, yeah, like I accomplished that. Like I accomplished what 99 percent of the population cannot say they have done. <laughs> I mean, exactly. You you're saying it, I and mean, that's. That's all really. I mean, it's just it's just a pride. I mean, I'm sure anyone that's ever accomplished you know anything big, you've, right? You've right. Am- what, I'm sure you've done something big in your life, so right? Yeah, stuff. yeah. There, well, I, it, I was. That's what I could compare it to is like something, like a big accomplishment that I kind of hold close to myself that I can always tap into and be like, you know what, I am a bad motherfucker. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, like like I did learn that whatever whatever that might be, that brings that confidence because I feel like you can always kind of, kind of be like. I don't want to say. I lost my train of thought. Okay, so if you're going through like a hard time or a struggle, you could be like, well, it's not nearly as bad as the PCT was that one day that I forced myself to hike or whatever it may be. Yeah, and you do draw, I do draw on it for some of that. So some of the stuff where, you know, stuff gets tough, I need to push. And also when, you know, I'm sad or something, I need to look back on that. I'll pull up pictures and be like, ah, that was a pretty picture I took. But. Yeah, because like. It's almost like I'm not gonna let this moment define me. Now that might suck, but like later down the road or back back in the past, like what I did was pretty cool, and it kind of makes you remember who you are in a way. Yeah, you know I mean? or yeah, what what you did at the very least, the accomplishments that you you know success you had in the past. It's something to draw on for the future. Right, and so. I am hoping I I'm hoping I could accomplish something like that again. So I don't want to be like, you know, that was the high point I accomplished this. so but it's also it is it's something. Keep it is something it. to look back on too though, you know, it's something to remember. But that's like you it's can definitely do is remember something it whenever you're looking back on your life and kind of you know, reflecting on it a little bit. Like you, it's uh it's always something you're going to remember for sure. It's fun to remember, yeah. but there's a feeling while you're doing it. And so you got to remember that you got to remember that feeling too cause What's the feeling like? It's it's a weird thing where, cause it's you're, it's really, it's, it's very stress free, because oh, so much mental clarity, nothing, there's, no worries. There's okay, so you wake up in the morning and you have you have five days of food on you and you have four days of hiking left. So let's say you get sick, you have you know a day that you cannot hike, so you have to get up and you have to walk. I mean, it's not like oh, should I walk today? I'm in the middle of the woods, you know? Should I walk? It's you have to walk. Like right. you don't. Then what? I mean, what you know are you gonna do? You Call a helicopter like out? Like, you, I mean, you gotta get to the next town to get food, and so it's you're gonna walk, and then you know, so all there is to do is the bare essentials. You're gonna walk. You're gonna get to where you want lunch, and you're hungry, so you're gonna make food, and then you're gonna walk again, and then three days from now, I'm gonna get to a town, and I'm gonna sleep, and I'm gonna drink a lot of beer, and then I'm gonna buy food and go again. Right. And so right. it's you, and There's not there's not too many big decisions to make. And so very there's no simple. stress. I like that. I like the simplicity of that. It's very, the and it gives you a lot of time. It gives you a ton of time to think. Because, I mean, it's not too hard to think about walking. I mean, if you have to think about taking a step, maybe you shouldn't be out there. And so. You're totally It's so simple. Yeah, you're totally right. Just the, sim- the simplicity of the lifestyle. There's a lot to reflect on, I and mean, a lot of audiobooks to listen to. Absolutely. <laughs> I knocked out all the Game of Thrones. I'm probably hey. I was out there. Listen to the Are you in the Game of Thrones? I've never, I haven't gone to the TV show yet. I, right. I need to. I need to get HBO Go. If you're listening, you got to log in. Hit hey. <laughs> your boy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, um, I, I, yeah. You said, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I like the books. I've heard the TV show is amazing. <sighs> I need to get into it. So, how much did this cost you? All together, and this is for half it, probably, probably around sixteen hundred. Oh wow! Yeah, which is, I mean, oh, you think oh, about isn't terrible though. My bad, I was thinking sixteen thousand. <laughs> no, bad. that'd be a lot. Yeah, 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 I was too quick that's to react, true. but yeah, absolutely, that's crazy. That's that, that's pretty affordable, honestly. Yeah, when you think about like how much you spend in three months of living, it's not. But also, you're not making any money while you do it. But sixteen hundred, anyone could really save up that if they try. Mm-hmm. But that's sad. so if you go out there with, if you have all the gear, you go out there with thirty five hundred. And I didn't I didn't leave cheap, cheap, but also, I, you know, I wasn't getting hotel rooms every town I hit, you know, right, was, right. and when I did get hotel rooms, we were <laughs> going six hikers to a hotel room, two people on the floor. As efficiently people. as possible. That's cool. And we were trying to keep it cheap, because, you know, most people out there, quite a bit on budget. The foreigners were the ones with the money, because they had the money to get over there. True. They are always the ones, you know, getting their own hotel room and stuff, but all of us were a little bit, you know... Scumbags, just trying to scrape up the money. And going <laughs> so six would you people. you seek out like foreigners to stay with, maybe? So, like maybe. No, like, we were just whoever we more. were with. You would hit a hotel lobby, and we'd have you know going with another guy. But, hey, you guys, are you guys looking like a split hotel room? And be, oh yeah, sure. Hey. And so we'd go. We'd. can we get four keys instead too, and then we would press stuff in. But you could kind of. I don't know that you can, but we did. You kind of just trust all the hikers. You know, they're doing the same thing you are. No one's really looking to screw you over. True. True. I feel like i wanna bring like a knife or some form of protection just in case. I started with one and it just got too heavy. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. That's one thing that everyone asked is are you gonna bring a gun? Are you bring really? I'm like, that's two pounds. That's three pounds. I'm not bring a gun, that's way too heavy. You have everything, everything in weight. Yeah, because you do the thought process. The lighter the base weight, the more miles you mm-hmm. could get. True, true. So uh, what's your wildest memory? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot, but all right. Um, okay, so <laughs> we were talking the there's, I'm thinking which ones to say, but there's the kind of the hottest and also flattest part is the Mojave Desert, and it's a oh wow, it's a 17. It's, or it's the aqueduct. So it's in the Mojave Desert, but you're kind of walking when you come up to the uh, aqueduct, which it's the Los Angeles aqueduct, and it's where the water comes from a lake and goes into a pipe, and goes to LA for, you know, they've dried up every city around them. Right. And so they're pulling it all the way from the mountains at this point. But. That's crazy. So you're walking down the mountains, which it's mountains, but it's not like cold mountains. You know, it's still, it's like deserty mountains. Right. And then you look, and there's just a really flat valley, and then there's other mountains on the other side. And you you kind of skirt the valleys quite a bit, but you never actually go into them. But this time, we're going down, and you drop into it, and you have a little app that kind of gives you the guide, and it says that there's like 200 feet of elevation change over 17 miles, which is nothing. Usually there's 7,000 feet of elevation change, wow. and so it's just perfectly flat. And it, we hit it in a heat wave too, and in the daytimes, it was hitting like 125 on the aqueduct, and so you can't hike it daytime, right? right. So you have to night hike it. And so we take a, we get to this one little trail angel spot, which I'll, I'll explain that later, but. We just this one spot, and we just chill out there in the day, drink some beer, nap quite a bit, and then uh, it gets to like 6 p.m., like right when the sun start going down, and the temperature starts to drop, and there's no water on it until mile 24, and so you kind of have to do 24 miles to get to the next creek to fill up right. with water. I think Absolutely. this is around mile 450 or so, if you're wondering. But and so we go and we start walking. So do you know this going into it before you yeah. hike those twenty four? You're like, all right, you prepare this. This is like it. Kennedy Meadows. Like from day one, everyone's talking about, oh, the aqueduct sucks. The aqueduct's rough. So it's a rough start. Well, no, no. This or er, everyone's just talking about it the whole time. Okay. And so you get into it, but most people hike it in the day. It just wouldn't be possible to hike in the day once we got there. So we had to night hike it. And so it gets to like. uh and the whole aqueduct, you start off and you're walking on a uh, like on a trail that's right next to the pipeline. Okay. And so there's a concrete road that's like a one lane road where a car could, and then just like a gravel road right next to it. And it's just perfectly flat. And it's nighttime, but there's enough stars that we don't have to use headlamps because no trees or anything. It's just flat desert. You know, there's a few Joshua tree on the either side, but nothing big. And so we're walking, we're walking, we're walking, and we get to mile 12 and we're like, all right, let's take lunch. And so we all, you know, sit down, open up our backpacks, take out our stoves, fill it up with water, boil water. So you have these little, what do they look like? What are they called? I'm kind of curious what they look like. Um, the big ones, I think it's called the MSR Pocket Rocket. Try that. MSR Pocket Rocket. They did it. Yeah. It's, but it's, okay, it's okay. just the top part. The MSR, the propane, you carry one of those, you can even get smaller with them. And that's the big part, but my stove is more or less that same thing. Like, that packs down to about this big. Okay, so it gets yeah. small, it's really light, and then you just kind of set it on that and cook on that. So we're all sitting around, and I'm cooking up my ramen, and we're, you know, talking, laughing, and all of a sudden, we see a headlight coming coming down the road, and we're just sitting in the middle of the road with all of our backpacks <laughs> and everything out, and we're like, oh shit, okay, we gotta but get off. are not expecting a car to come No, no it's, it's like one in the morning, right. <laughs> and... and you know, we're like 11 miles into this, and we're exhausted, and we're just trying to eat lunch and go. And so we're pulling everything and throwing it off the road. Lunch or at pra- 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. right, right, we still I have can. dinner coming in the morning. But <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's our second meal, so we'll call it lunch. And so we throw everything off, and it's, but it's and the headlights come, and we're getting scared. We're, like, we're about to die because we're about to get by a truck. Right. And then finally we get everything off, we stop, we look, and it's just still approaching, it still approaches but really slowly. And then finally, it passes us and it's a little, tiny, electric bike with this tiny little Mexican dude on it with three (laughs) rattlesnakes over the handlebars. What? With a headlamp on, and he has a little bike horn, and he just goes, uh. <laughs> and raves to us and just keeps going. And we were terrified that all of our shit was about to get run over by this, like, pickup truck or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just this little dude on a bike, <laughs> and so... In and in a helmet head. Yeah. Was, I guess I guess people go out there and go for rattlesnake skins or something at night, but it's not legal, and so there's a bunch of people that go poach rattlesnakes or something. Okay, okay. And so... But we didn't know, so we Dude, just assumed it was a... What a character. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean... Maybe there's a business there. I mean, go out there and poach around else. And there's probably money, but yeah, we weren't ready for it. Him riding his bike by and just giving the little... And <laughs> he <laughs> was friendly, too. He just smiled and waved, kept on going. <laughs> we heard an engine, too, so we assumed it was something. It was just a little bike. So, uh, do you look at showers differently now? <laughs> Not so much anymore. I've been back long enough and I've showered. You know, back to yeah, it. I'm back to it. But when you get to the first shower, after it. a week, and it, it will ruin showers. We'll clog drains with dirt. And you don't, I mean, you don't, that may have been a little bit of a stretch. but Tons of dirt, tons of dirt. I mean, yeah. it's black. And you'll take a shower and you'll get out and you wipe yourself with a towel, there's dirt on the towel, and you're like, oh, shit. You get back in, and do it again, and then more dirt goes wave two. No what? It'll take long ones. Yeah, it's... And we try... There's not too many big bodies of water you hit that aren't in... And when you do, you're in the high Sierras, and, you know, the water's like 40 degrees, and so you okay. jump in and try to scrub. So showering on a trail just never really... I mean, you try to do it, and every once in a while we boil water and do it if it got bad enough and pour, you know, just pour warm water on ourselves. Uh-huh. But... We didn't pack shampoo or anything like that either because it's too heavy and the time was... You just, you just learn to be dirty and right, gross. Right. You, so you kind of have to get used to it or else it's not going to work. Absolutely. But Please. when you get to the shower, that's that's the first thing you do. That's the, that's, that's the big reason to trying getting get in a hotel room. Because you can get a campsite and you can be themed quarters into one of the little campsite showers, but... Right, right. Just being able to stand in a shower for an hour and a half. Long water scrub. coming down on you, just cold whatever you're feeling it, it might be the best feeling it Dude. might be that would be pure bliss just after all that struggle because yeah, i mean sometimes you'll get i think the longest i was eight or nine days i'm just hiking and sleeping in the dirt uh, and so it's you get i mean you get, get you have a tent though right i did i didn't use it i mean i did use it but not really do you it's just sleep like out out just normal good cuz that takes so much time every night setting it up and then... yeah i started off cuz i was terrified of rattlesnakes cuz you see so many of them you're like really? i'm going to wake up with a little rattlesnake yeah i almost stepped on i almost stepped on one Ooh. and but I started off, set it up, and it's, it's not that hard of a tent to set up. You can get really quick at it. I'm so assuming you're wearing boots or you're wearing tennis shoes? Or? I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I started off with boots. Okay, that's and then, a little bit more protective from rails. But the, they're just heavy too, and so I ended up ditching to trail runners, which are just super light shoes. Okay. And they're better for the, if you're doing the Appalachian Trail, you could kind of fight for boots a little bit more, but with the PCT, kind of, there's not enough rain to have to wear boots. Okay. I, got, I got precipitation three times the whole trail. And I got snowed on once, rained on once, and hailed on once. Wow. And that's, I mean, that's for three and a half a months. Bit. Yeah, I mean, nothing twice, so <laughs> we'll call it a win. But, well, oh yeah, tents. And by the time you get to month, after like the first month or something, you just, you start off and you hike till six and you have like two hours at night to, you know, chill around camp. But by the time you get to like month one and a half or something, you just hike till it gets too dark to hike anymore. Pull your sleeping pad out, throw it on the ground, throw your sleeping bag on it, jump in, sleep, wake up, roll it up, and go. Right, right. It's just, yeah. it's just easier. It's. Because that, that gets really repetitive, like setting up a tent every single night. Mm hmm. mean, it takes a lot of time. Absolutely. And if it's, you know, 10 minutes every night, it adds up. And also, you just want to lay down. By the time you get there, you're just ready to lay down. And so, it was Not kind set of... set up a tent, then lay down, nah. We'd kind of all just lay in a circle, <laughs> like, throwing our pads in a circle, and then just in the middle, just start, while we're in our sleeping bags, cooking food, and then if someone fell asleep while they're cooking their food, you'd wake them up, and then <laughs> they'd finish off, and... so primal. I love it. Like, it, it it's so it's simple very, and primal. It's... The simplicity is the fun part to me, though. It's because... That's, that's what I touched on earlier. It's just... There's nothing to think about. It's... You just have to do it. And so... Minus tents, you don't have to do that. Screw that. I mean, I was honestly thinking about not... Pre- like, I was thinking about sending my tent home. Right. And it's like, what if it does rain? Like, what do I do? Just get wet, but... Yeah, true, true. How much do your tent uh, weigh? Uh, 3.6 pounds, I think. Okay, Maybe that's not too way. heavy. No, and then I ditched the poles on it, too. Because you have... So whenever you ditch, like, you're just throwing this stuff out? Just no, like... I mail it home. Oh, but, cool, okay. Yeah, because, you know, if I want to actually use the tent for, like, car camp or something i want them. yeah absolutely that's smart but when you it has how my tent kind of went is it had one pole that would kind of angle up like this and then ramp over like that and then it had two poles that just go straight up and so i took those right. two poles and sent those ones home and just use my trekking poles for those and then saved a little bit of weight you know probably not a ton but well all, all the little stuff that you're doing it adds up yeah you know, you cut your tooth uh, you cut your toothbrush in half you know there yeah, just every, every little wow. small thing, you probably get a couple pounds off at the end. Well, you went from 36 to 19, you said? Pounds? Yeah, but a lot of that was in one big weight cut. Okay. I also got a new pack in the middle, and so that one was lighter. Where'd you get a the, new pack from? Uh, One of the German dudes I was hiking with. He got Osprey mailed in, like this... Really nice Osprey, and so he just gave me his old pack, which is no shit. Wow. Yeah, probably a two hundred dollar pack, and so yeah. Good for like, you. What a good guy. Yeah, he it's was, was all German writing and stuff on it, and I'm like, all right, I'll I'll rep it. So absolutely, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it was it was nice of him. But the packs are the packs are pretty. Uh, they get really light. There's mm. the I think it's Google. ULA, ULA backpack. I'm trying to remember what it's actually called. JanSport. Ah, uh, no, no, that not JanSport. J. Circuit. Yeah, the circuit. These these green ones right here. These are the big ones. These are probably the lightest as they get. And that whole pack weighs nothing. If you lift it up empty, it's it's paper. Really. And they're waterproof. It's basically just one big pocket that rolls over on itself and waterproofs itself off so how much preparation how much time did you get to prepare for this like that you realize i'm gonna do the pacific crest trail i uh, and i started in april and so i kind of decided decided i was gonna do it in october or november so five months six months okay five six months originally i was planning on going out to mongolia and doing a little volunteer program over there for two months And then a bunch of stuff fell through with that. And so I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do something in the country? And my my grandparents live up in around uh, Quincy, which is around, no, Quincy, California, which is around mile, uh, it's one of the trail towns that you go through. And so that's around really? mile 1400. Cool. And so that's how I learned about it. We, when we were kids, we went out and we walked on it a little bit. Actually, you, you heard about it from Wild, dude. We all know. Like fuck. <laughs> I was just trying, I was trying to make myself look better. Fine. Reese Witherspoon got me to hike that trail. Plain and simple, it was Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> She's a gorgeous lady. Mm. I was hoping to see her. It never did. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part, there's this one scene in the movie She's where... Not in your bubble. She wasn't my bubble. Yeah, I got the terms. She was one to speak. You're you're missing a thru hiker. You need to get trail name. That's all you need. But what would my trail name be? I don't know. You gotta have a. You got you got. This, you have to be inspired by something on trail. Okay. So just one person gives it to you, and, and you just wrap that name for the rest of the time. Th- this part is a little controversial. Okay. Because you're not supposed to give yourself one. But people do, and then I don't really care. But some people get buttered. But, you know, some people are super into the trail. Right, right. Like, ah, whatever you want to call you, I'll call you. Yeah, absolutely. But It's like coming up with your own nickname. Like, it, Yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind, so of a, it's yeah. kind of a dick move. But I'll, it, I'll call it to you. I'll, I'll say it to you. But, and then some people think the first one that anyone ever says to you, that's the one you just got to roll with. Uh-huh. And then... Other people think, you know, once someone gives you one, you can pick and choose which one you want. Right, which right. Lopsided was the first one that I got, and I got it like day two, and so I just rolled with it, and I stuck with it. But people try to give me a bunch of different shit, and I'm just like, eh, people already know me lopsided. I want to be yeah, yeah. Switch stuff up. But what are some other names that came up for you? I got Cholula, because I always had a little thing up, uh, Cholula Hot Sauce with me. Oh, really? You don't get any seasoning. And that's honestly something you probably shouldn't have because it's like a glass bottle and. Yeah, it's way Heavy, but I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. It's well, well, What to... for? It? Like, your ramen or eggs or what? <laughs> Everything. I put on. By the end, I was putting on mashed potatoes. Like, just that, that, that a little bit good. of seasoning on anything, it helps because stuff gets bland. That's Ramen's right. the only thing that's able to ride out with. The Idaho mashed. You know the instant ones you just add water to? Yeah, yeah. Those started off so good. Oh, I bet. And they turned bad quick. But like, you were just. It just got old really quick. Yeah. Okay. I got, like, I get nauseous when I eat it. Like, that was one of the worst. Because it was just, like, I... Your body's starting to reject it, basically. It did, yeah. And I think it was just a ton of... I mean, I ate a lot of carbs, which some people are fine with. But it was just a lot of carbs. My expectations are just a ton of it. You probably need right a there. lot of carbohydrates on that. That's a discussion. I mean, I I just ate whatever. Like, I'd eat Snickers and stuff like that. Okay, but right. there's some health nuts out there. Like, no, you don't want carbs. You want to stick to grass and stuff like that they would eat there's a but there's a yeah. lot of vegans out there I don't know how they do that yeah I don't know well, I guess the, I don't eat too much, much energy meat, but where they can their they I guess they're mean just they're just carbs I mean I mean I guess you can sources. eat raw I mean I don't know what you can eat as a vegan but it seems like you don't want to limit yourself at the same time yeah true true but trail also got horsecock soft shoulder which I was proud of that again. one Horse, cock, soft shoulder. Horse, cock, soft shoulder. Yeah. That one was for the ladies. You know, but, and then... I don't know, there a few of them. But... What does a soft shoulder play in there? Something to lay on, you know? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... Did you meet many girls out there? Yeah, I mean... I, I was I, I was a young one. There was not very many people my age that were out there, too. That's understandable. But it's probably... One to three. One girl for every three guys-ish. Okay. Bad ratio for a party, but (laughs) better. I mean, PCT's been worse. It started off as only dudes, but Reese Witherspoon inspired a bunch of chicks to do it too, so. Maybe for the best, right? Pretty soon we're going to be 50-50. I would imagine that's more of a male-dominated event. Yeah, it it definitely was. I mean, I wish it was the other way, but. (laughs) It is what it is. It is, but most most people that hike are. There's kind of three categories. There's the people that just graduate college and they're looking for something before they jump into their career. Okay. And then there's the people that just got done with a job that they hated or a career that they hated and are getting ready to move on to the next one. And then there's people that just retired. And then there's a small amount of people that just got out of high school. I probably met. Well, a lot of. You said a lot of hippies as well. Yeah, but all those people kind of fell into those categories. Okay, there's okay. hippies. Ever. I mean, not like hippies, like, you know. Right. Hitchhiker. I mean, not. And oh, there's also a small little homeless people niche, which people learn they can just hike with us and we give them food and stuff. And, I mean, I would if I had extras. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's only a few of them. But there was, I probably met, I met, I think, three other people that were under 24, and wow. most every most everyone's just out of college. Okay, it's I can see that like your bucket list type of thing. Like before I start my career, I want to do this. After yeah, college. or I just got done with my career and now I'm ready to do this. Right, or I'm retired. Who's and I the oldest person you met? You, you said was that eighty-three year old dude? Okay. Yeah, he was. I met him though at around mile seventy. And I didn't really beat him. I just kind of talked to him like, "Man, dude, you're old. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> you're man? old as shit, man." Yeah, I know. I think he was 87 or 83. He was in his 80s. We'll just leave it there. Right, right. Impressive, impressive. Yeah, but he was also in like good shape for an 80 year old dude. Like, he always hiked shirtless too, which we were in the desert. But uh, he never had a shirt on. I never saw him with a shirt on. Did you burn? He was he was an Aussie. He'd tan just. Dann-out skin. He wasn't. He was getting burned. It's all in your head, man. Age is just a number. That's cool. Apparently, that's cool. I mean, when I'm eighty three, I plan on drinking margaritas in Hawaii or something. Not hiking, right. but you know, <laughs> I'll let him do him. Yeah, true. I, I just I admire that. Whenever like older people kind of like stick to it, stay active and whatnot, and that's cool. Yeah, and stay healthy. I mean, once you lose it, once you get older, it's hard to get back. I really for him. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but... <laughs> well, you can imagine. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. But, all right, trail angels. That's what I was going to tell you about earlier. Okay. Have you heard about them at all? No, no, no not? not at all. Okay, so there's people called trail angels. And what they are is just people that will help out hikers. And so that ranges from people picking up on hitches to people that, like, will let you stay at their house with them and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, you know... There's also people that will leave coolers of, like, Gatorades and beers and stuff just on the trail. Be like, take one, put your cans in the trash bag, and then keep going. That's super and then just cool. keep restocking the coolers. Yeah, they would do beers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised how much people fund the hikers with beer. Like, that's kind of, like, the go-to. You'll go back, and there'll be a bunch of Budweiser like sitting it. on trail. Yeah. Well, c- cigarettes are big currency on trail, surprisingly. Like, yeah. a lot of people just carry cigarettes just to... Find a smoker who needs cigarettes and be like, Yeah, I'll give you them for Snickers. <laughs> and oh, no. Just give them okay. out. They don't even smoke. They just have them. That's smart. That's <laughs> smart. Yeah. It's a see. form of currency. It's form of currency. It's probably, it'd probably work. But there's three big spots, or four big spots that I hit that are like the big Trail Angel spots that kind of most every hiker goes to. Right. And they, uh, there's Mike's place, and then there's. Uh, Ziggy and the Bear, and then uh, Hiker Heaven, and Casa de Luna. Okay. And they're, those are like, ev- when you get there, you stop there. And like when I was at Hiker Heaven, there was like 100 hikers there at the same time. And, you know, they they let you stay in there. They're all different too. Mike's Place was around mile 127. Google, let's see if anything comes up for Mike. Type in Mike's Place PCT. But this was in the middle of the desert. And it was just kind of like a trailer. Or a bunch of trailers and yeah, this is, is that uh, it? that's not, oh, that's how it used to be, but they had so to is just, so like a, just a hangout kind of spot. Yeah. Like and a... they had a grill going and they made us all burgers and it's just all like, they just have a donation jar and they're like, you know, if you have money, give us money. If not, don't worry about it. And they had a cooler, they, cool. they had probably 700 beers when we got there that they're just giving out. And they had grills running non-stop, just giving out burgers to hikers. Could you imagine all the there. cool people they're meeting on this trip? Oh, so, and a lot of them are ex-PCT hikers. That's what, all of them have at least section-hiked it for a, a substantial amount. Okay. But they're just super chill people. They made us uh, oven, or uh, fire pizzas, or whatever it's called. Fire roasted pizzas, or whatever. Just like right over campfire, they had like these bricks laying up. And good food would be appreciated, like, it, I bet. Oh, I like pizza? So much better than those Idahoans, but there was that one, and then Ziggy and the Bear was this. Uh, they didn't give us beer, they were a super uh, cr- you know, they're kind of like a religious couple that was older. Okay, but they bring you in, and there's they still let us camp in their backyard, give us water, give us Gatorade, stuff. Oh, like no, so you All camp the- in their backyard, yeah. But that, they were a weird one because they were just pretty much like a like imagine just like a house on the edge of like a small uh, neighborhood or something where there's like a field behind their house, right, right. But like just houses everywhere around it, and then just uh... so this is in a neighborhood, more or less. I mean, they had neighbor; it wasn't like a you know just like a neighbor neighbor, but like everyone had maybe an acre and okay, There was houses okay. all around, and then we were all You're just, just sleeping in the just shoes fifty the hikers in their backyard. No, so I'm sure their neighbors hate them. They're like this <laughs> eighty year old couple. There's and they just let us camp there. And then Hiker Heaven—that's so funny—was kind of one of the big, big ones. And when I got there, there was a hundred people, and they had in one acre yard, and they kind of—they basically had a trailer where hikers could chill out at, like a you know a little mobile home trailer, uh-huh. just like some couches and a shower in there. And they had one of those where, oof, where hikers could hold out. And then they had just about. Acre with tents just pressed up against each other, okay. filling up their whole yard and like six porta potties that were like constantly filling up. Right, right. And then my favorite was Casa de Luna, which was kind of the more of the I might have to text my buddy these places, the one who's going in. You'll oh, hear about them coming oh, when, he You hear about them a while out. Like okay. you know they're coming. But Costa de Luna is uh uh her name's Terry, and I forgot the guys' name. Terry and Rick, maybe? I don't know. But, and they have, a. do you know what uh, manzanita trees are? No, I'm not familiar with Maybe them. I said that way wrong. may have done it. But they're like Man- these. Manzanita? Man- manzanita trees. Manzanita? Probably said it wrong. Let's just pretend I say it. Okay, okay. But they're like these red trees, and they have a big forest of them in their backyard on about three or four acres. Oh, that's they have cool. like your own individual campsite with no one around you. And they have a bunch of instruments and stuff. And you just kinda chill out and they have a gas station right next to their place where so you can basically buy whatever you want, which yeah, gas station's a superstore for a hiker. Right. And so you kinda we I got there at Memorial Day, so everyone was kinda filling up and chilling oh, out. That there was a weekend. Very busy one And they make make taco salad every night For all the hikers that go through And all these places are just donation So I mean they really are angels And we just played cards Sat there, drank beer And I took I think three zeros there just chilling back over Wait, there. What do you mean by zeros? Zero days with uh, zero oh, miles Okay. Out. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would, I would take my time to relax. And also, sure. I got there a little bit before Memorial Day, so I'm like, all right, I'm making it to Memorial Day because I wanna—I don't want to be on trail during Memorial Day. So how many? How often would you take zero days? I mean, I took in the three and a half months, I ended up with 17, which is very heavy. But also, okay. I knew I, I knew I was on pace to get to where I was going, and so I just kind of—most people average around 30 for a whole trail. Okay. I and gosh, that's a completely bullshit statistic I threw out there, but in my guess that's probably around where it'd be. And uh, so that's usually a good number. That's a good. I would. I, I think it'd be important to take your time on that and like enjoy yeah. that your your off days as well. And most of them were because I took three there and I took five at Yosemite. Okay. And so. Oh, dope! That's super cool. You, so you get to like stop in Yosemite basically. Yeah, you don't go to – have you ever been to Yosemite? I've never been there. So there's the valley, which is basically outdoor Disney World. It's just concrete paths and, you know, just like 20,000 people at the park in any given day. You know, it's packed. Shuttles driving around, dropping people off at attraction to attraction. You know, they'll drop you off at Half Dome. They'll drop you off at Yosemite Falls. And then – but that's the valley. That's the main part. And then but the PCT goes through Twamley Meadows, exactly. which is about an hour and a half but it's all in Yosemite Park, but Twamley Meadows is just a part of it. And it's about an hour and a half away. Right. And so we got there and then me and the uh, my buddy from Minnesota we hitchhiked into the valley. And then we were like they have a little backpackers campground where you don't have to pay for camp, but you just stay there. And so we slept there. And then we we're gonna leave the next day and then we met some of the workers that were there, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we have this really cool, we have this really cool, like, kind of secret spot they camp out at, and they're like, alright, we'll give you some directions, and we met them in the evening, like, right before we left, and they're like, what you want to do, you're going to want to follow the trail up, once you cross the bridge, you want going to take a left, and just follow the river up, and then once the river forks, take a right, or just either just random stuff like that, and then go up to the top of this rock, then cross the river, then keep going, and you'll see a cave, Or no, once you get to the waterfall, go up over the waterfall, keep going, you'll see a cave. And you can camp out there, and there's, like, a bunch of stuff up there for you to be. I'm like, all right, all right, we'll do that. And so it's, like, 8 o'clock, and we go, and we get all loaded up on beer and stuff. I'm assuming it's all dark by this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dark. And we walk up, and we get to the bridge that we're supposed to go on. And they said, like, take a right or take a left on some side of the bridge... And if we did that, we'd just be literally following the trail back. And so we sat on the bridge and argued for like two hours about whether we should hike all the way back in because it was like a four-mile hike out to get to the bridge. Okay. It's like, should we hike back in or should we just try to go up the river so we, we didn't know what to do? Finally, we ended up hiking all the way back, but we went the other way. And then we figured out it was a, the trail was a loop. And so they meant for us to be coming from the other direction on the loop. And so it would have made sense with our oh. directions. So the next night, we're like, oh, we'll take one more zero. We'll do it tomorrow. And so the next day, in the daytime, we go out. And we follow the directions. to like, pretty much, like, you know. And we get to this, this massive waterfall. And this is way... Because if you ever go to Yosemite, there's a bunch of trails. Be like, go to Mirror Lake Trail. Go to this, this, this trail. Right. And... and uh, there's this massive waterfall, probably like a 40-foot, 50-foot waterfall that's just, like, way off the beaten path. And so we, we fall into, So we crawl up it's under not it. It's worth it, though. Yeah. Waterfalls and, beautiful. And, we're like, I don't know how... We would never have known it was out there. Because even they have... Like, Yosemite Falls is their big attraction, because it's you know, one of the, like, biggest uh, waterfalls in the U.S. or something. Maybe right. the biggest. I don't know. I'll be giving BS statistics. <laughs> but... We get on top of the waterfall, and we hike back, and we see the cave, and we go in, and they have, like, mattresses with sheets and then a bunch of blankets, like, probably, like, eight or nine mattresses, just filling up the cave, and then they have, like, a stove area, and they have a whole pantry with, like, Tupperware, or, like, plates, cooking stuff, and then they have guitars and bongos and drums, and, then, and they showed you this place. They'd like yeah, you to go there. Yeah, this is like the, because PCT hiker, like, because we're really kind of the same people at heart. You know, we're all scumbags, you know, the Yosemite workers, and because the, they're like just teenagers that are working there for the summer, living in tents too, more or less. Right, right. And so they, we went up there, and we ended up taking like two days there, just cause it was so cool. And we stayed up there, and we <laughs> would hike back so in, no. grab food. I remember we bought a bunch of bacon and eggs and sausage. And then grilled it out on their little grill day. Cause they had a, they basically had a, like, they piled a bunch of rocks up so it was perfectly square. And then had this big, like, stovetop. Just, like, big, like, uh. This place sounds sick. Do you have any yeah. pictures by chance? No. <laughs> all these, oh, yeah, I think you I lost your on my phone Google. Right? Yeah, all yeah. these were on my old phone. Oh, That's, you lost all your pictures. I have, yeah. I have most of my, I have most, like, my big, you know, like, my big scenery pics. On Twitter, or Instagram, or something. So I've saved quite a bit. Okay, good for you. But there's some of my I lost that are pretty sad. But well, I can but imagine it. You give a very, oh, excuse me. Um, you give a very good description, so I can I can imagine it for sure. Yeah, it was it was really cool though. So we camped out there every night, and we went up there with a few of the Yosemite workers, and hung out out there, and just did some stuff around that. And so that was my other big zero day. Okay. What'd you do? What'd you do in uh? Like, did you go to the waterfall and swim or do anything? Oh like that? yeah, we 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 kind of woke up there, hung out, and then we you know just jumped in the water, hiked up and down a little bit, and then most days or I think every day we ended up like doing our whole morning thing, and then just leaving our backpack or slack pack. Slack packing is when you dump most of your weight and then just whatever you need just put in your backpack and carry. Right. And it was like a four mile walk back, which sounds like a bitch right now, but we're used to walking 25 a day. Oh, thank you. We're used to walking 25 a day. You're pouring a little bit of Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, no, no. You can I'm you want. Cool, cool. Sorry, sorry. I completely zone out on the last part. You said you'd hike four miles, which is... Oh, yeah. To get back from the cave to Yosemite Valley, where all the stores and restaurants are. We, it's if, worth it just to hang out too. Yeah, and four miles it goes back quick when you're used to just walking all days. Is... So how many how many miles a day would you walk typically, like on an average day? In the my highest day I got was 36, and then in the desert, I'm probably averaging around. Once I like got my hiking legs underneath me, I'd average around 25, and then once I hit the high Sierras, it dropped to like 18, 16 okay. because it gets. It'll be, you'll be going eight miles, and you'll be going 8,000 feet up, and then four miles, 6,000 feet down, and then five miles, eight, because you're just going pass, back into a valley, pass, back into a valley. That'd be hard. Non-stop, and it's just, a, it's. I mean, the downhills I did pretty good with. But people that have knee problems struggle real hard on the downhills. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. The uphills kick my ass, though. I mean, I couldn't handle them. Yeah. And so once you get to the steep, because there's some parts where it would be over a mile, would be 2,000 uphill, which, I, I mean, it, it got pretty rough. So it would be like I'd hike for a tenth of a mile, stop, catch my breath, hike for a tenth of a mile, stop, and then I'd kind of haul ass going downhill, just kick it out in one stretch. Right, right. Just get it but, over with. The high stairs are also. The, that's the reason. To hike, I couldn't even imagine it. the sore, like just the soreness from it. Honestly, the soreness. You don't. I don't. You don't get soreness by the time you get there. Uh huh. Once you get your hiking legs, after about a month, I mean, you just if you're walking on flat ground, you could walk forever. forever hiking right? I mean, legs. I like that. That's what you call them. yeah. Those fatty quads. It's a real fact. The calves get nice too. My bad. All my the getting your tippy-toes. Oof. But uh. You don't really get, exa- I mean, you get tired, your lungs get going, but your legs don't hurt anymore. I mean, it's really okay. Really, all it is is breath issues just because you've been doing it for, by the time you get to high Sierras, remember that's mile 702 once you even hit the Sierras and that's not even the high Sierras. Okay. And so it's around, by the time you get to like the big, like uh, like all the big, big passes that you're hitting uh, 13,000, 14,000 feet those are all mile nine hundred ish. And see you've been hiking for two and a half months, your legs aren't your legs aren't too bad anymore. Right. Yeah, I'd imagine like a weekend or like two weeks in would be the worst and then you kinda just get over it. Yeah. body will find ways to recover. That's so that's so cool. The first two weeks are the are the worst though. The first two weeks are the worst. Cause you'll get blisters, you'll pop the blisters, you'll re get the blisters and and then once you switch up shoes they get bad again as well. Oh, yeah, sure. whenever you went from your boots to your actual tennis shoes, yeah. Yeah, because you kind of you wear them in, and you're kind of used to them, and the next thing you know, you have some tight shoes, no give to them, and they just start destroying your feet all over again. Yeah, start messing up your feet in different ways that the other shoes didn't really bother too much. Mm, yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. So are you, are you more, like, grateful for everything you have here, or... Because of it, or did it, did it kind of add some gratitude to your life? I think it should have. Okay. <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> what I felt more is I don't I don't use. Uh, I mean, I just don't use as much. Like, I, don't, I I don't watch TV as much as I use. Just because it's just it kind of got me out of the. And it's not like I choose. It's not like a conscious decision. You know what? I hacked the PCT and I'm gonna be a wholesome person and not like all. <laughs> it's not like that. It's I'm like, a changed man. <laughs> you know. I hacked like the PCT. I'm a hippie now. I don't even believe in TV. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more of just. I also eat a lot more ramen. I eat ramen a lot now. And <laughs> That's got the biggest change. gratitude grateful. I mean, I am grateful for everything I have, obviously. Right. And I'm grateful for cars and being able to travel a little bit quicker. But. I mean, I I don't think it's been that much of a like a, when I got back definitely it was, okay. and the air, and it was the weirdest part was riding on the airplane to get back to Missouri, it was because you're sitting over and like you sit you sit there for an hour and you look at the ground and go by and you're like well that was my last three and a half months that distance that's three and a half months, holy shit <laughs> I mean, wow yeah that's you're so true just though. watching go down and be like every every ten minutes you're like well, that was a week of hiking <laughs> that was a week of hiking. Just over and over, so that was kind of like the big like shock. Travel is just so much quicker, yeah, yeah. But make you grateful for that, absolutely. I could see that, yeah. Because one, one of the like the small little calculations I kept up with while I was walking was every time I would have been a walk to St. Louis. So I've been like, okay, right, yeah. that would have been, been one trip because that's a car wow. ride I've made enough times. So once I got to like mile 280 or whatever it is, right. I'd be like, well. That's one trip to St. Louis from Springfield. And then, when I got back, I'm like, well, that would have been me walking to St. Louis and back. Yeah, and yeah. Back. That's but, oh, that's a cool way to think about it, yeah. So I think I would have done it six times, one-way trips. Wow. Or something like that. I, I made that drive know. a few times as well, and that's yeah. not a short drive. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but... 1,400 miles. That's what, and also the whole... uh I would walk 500 miles. Song means a little bit more to me now, too. <laughs> you hear that song? It's like, "I feel you, homie." I'm only 500. Come on. <laughs> week, week. I would walk 1400 miles for no reason, I guess, except to do it. Oh, and that other song. It's like, "I, you know, I'd walk a thousand miles." <laughs> white girls, white chicks. <laughs> I'd do it for you. I mean, I'll, I'd like the piece of tea for a chick, I guess. I did it for myself. I yeah, true. Well, would you do the PCT again, or would you do the Appalachian, or maybe something outside of this country? I don't know. I really don't. I'm I'm wanting to start planning the next one. I haven't gotten to it. Respect. I th- that's cool that you're doing something like this again. That's, I think that's you awesome. Have to, and I don't know how often I do it, but I think I've done it once, and I just I think I'd have to do it again. And if I did, if I did do the PCT again, though, I think I'd. Start over, because I'd want to make it a through hike. And, respect. And I, you know, I, I had fun the half I did, so I might as well hit that half and then have fun the second half, see some new stuff. Yeah. But the Appalachian Trail is definitely on the on the list too. So you plan to even do it after doing the PCT again? You plan on doing like like the Appalachian or something like that? And probably not back to back years or anything. But right. they're, I mean, they're all on my radar. I'm gonna do something again. I know that. And so whether I do the Appalachian Trail, then I go back to the PCT. So is this, have you done anything else like kind of like like wild like this, or? Uh, I mean, not nothing to this extent, nothing this long, I mean. Because I, I admire this so much, I think this is like the coolest thing. I, I love the idea of just doing something this like just bold and daring. It's yeah, super it's super cool. It, was, it, it, it sounds a lot harder than it is. Right. That's the one thing, it's you get out there and then you realize it's just life, except, I mean, you've walked. <laughs> you know what walking is, you know what walking with a backpack on is. It's it's just that and just over and over again. I mean that's the uh-huh. only difference. And I, it's it's almost like a. I mean if you have thirty six hundred dollars, you're like, all right, I go to Europe for two weeks, or I could take five months and go hike the PCT. And yeah, good point. I would do it. I mean you get it's five months for a something you remember forever. True, true. That's I, a, that's a good. I like that comparison. Yeah. It, I think I'd rather go to Europe, though. I don't, But then again, it's only two weeks. It's only two weeks. Exactly. So. I mean, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with going to Europe. Right, I mean, right. that's also a different perspective change. But it's two weeks, you know what I mean? It's Versus five months. And it's. And I mean, you go to Europe. I mean, I, I've i never been to Europe, so I can't talk. But right. I kind of feel like it's probably going to be like, you know, a trip to Washington or a trip to somewhere you've never been before, you know? Yeah, just seeing the same stuff, riding around on trains, staying in hotel rooms. That whole deal. This is. And this is also push yourself, and it's a and it's a weight loss program too. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, did you lose any weight? Or did you? I lost. Notice yourself eating more. Or? Oh, I I ate a lot more, and i lost like 38 pounds over this. You lost 38 pounds? Yeah. In three months. Three and a half. Wow. And I lost three of those in the first month, which probably wasn't healthy. Wow. And then wow. I put a little bit back on, and I lost it again. Wow. wow. But I went on at like 203, and I came off at like. 165 or something like that. Wow. So, hey, anyone that's who's it. looking to lose some weight,
1: just, yeah, what that is it.
0: just walk an extensive period of time. That's crazy, dude. I mean, yeah, we'll do it for sure. And you can eat whatever. That's the fun part, too. Is, there's no dieting involved either. You eat as much as you can, but the amount of calories you burn, you're always going to lose you weight. You can't pack enough food to keep your weight on. I mean, if you want, everyone at least loses a lot of fats, which is, I mean, some people, you got to put it back in muscle. And I don't. I think everyone I met that lost at least a decent amount of weight, like at least five pounds. Yeah, at least more. at least five to ten pounds. Yeah, I mean you kind of have to. It's wow. hard. It's hard to keep up with the calories. Absolutely. I feel like what I would do, and maybe this isn't like smart because it's so heavy, but I'd just bring a jar of peanut butter. Oh yeah, everyone does. The really? peanut butter's a go too. Yeah, okay, okay. you don't have to cook it. You just spoon it out and eat it, or figure whatever. Put out a tortilla. That was my go-to. I'd okay. Take it up, <laughs> and then I'd roll it up like a little cheese roll-up, and. With peanut butter and just munch on that while Super I walk. Super calorically dense too. Yeah. Oh. A ton of calories packed in. With just... the bread and then just peanut butter. That was another fight story in Yosemite. Was I was I was a little bit drank a little bit much and I was late night and I everyone else was asleep and I was just you know cowboy camping just like I was saying my sleeping bag on my sleeping pad and I was making a peanut butter tortilla. And so I spread it on, and I was rolling it up. I'm peanut butter sitting, like, right behind me. And I was laying down, and I was listening to an audiobook or something. I started eating it, and I hear a little noise. I turn around, and there's a raccoon literally about where my hand is right here. No way. sitting there munching on my peanut, or just, like, like poking at my peanut butter. No. And then I, like, turned around and, like, stepped back. I took it. I just chucked my peanut butter, and the raccoon chased after it. That may have been the scariest moment of my life. Because I just, I was, you know, had headphones in, didn't not hear it come up at it. all. Just eating, Turn around, and it was just right next to my face. And I about pissed myself. Holy shit. Dude, that is that's, so, that's such a close call. I mean, I don't know if it would have done anything yeah, to I me, mean, but still. That can't be an aggressive animal, especially if it has rabies or something. I've, I've heard. I'm glad it wasn't. Like, a, a raccoon would be just... I feel like you would end up winning the fight, but it you Maybe. can mess you up a little bit, you know? Scratch me up a little bit. It wouldn't feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about, or you want to wrap this up? I got to pee pretty bad, so okay, I fair, might... That's fair. Yeah, yeah we'll I got to piss too, so we'll just, we'll just end it on that, honestly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a piss. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, though. Yeah, yeah. Thanks and for coming on, man. I love what you're doing. I really Thank do. Uh, the whole podcast thing I've drunk about for a while, and... Should tell I'm glad you someone. take the steps, and I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad we have someone in the area that's stepping up and putting on a podcast. Well, I've always been really into, like, YouTube and all that. Like, I had a YouTube channel. I still, well, I still use my old YouTube channel, so I, like, have, like, old videos and whatnot. I was really into that my freshman year of college. Then I got on the Vine app, and I got, like, way more popular on there. And I, I, I think I got close to 10 million loops, like, total. Oh jeez. So I was like, yeah. I've always kind of been into this stuff, you like the web presence. And then, yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. And it's yeah. fun. You know, I want to start podcasting. Absolutely, you should. It's you a, should. No, or I mean, that's what you're saying. I don't, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I pull it off. But I've yep. watched a couple of your videos. You pull it off real nice, and I like your setup. Thank you. And you they can't see the whole thing, but it's a it's a dope little spot. Yeah, I got the little light lights up here. Just like I said before, like doing doing what I can with what I got, so yeah, no, it's and it's working, it's working. Loving it, gets the job done. All well, right, thank man, you for coming on again, I Ryan. Thanks for having me. Super interesting, and I think you could start your own podcast. You're very personable, very social dude. <laughs> I love you, it. I mean, you, you think about you just you just kept talking, so you could probably find your niche. You could even if you're just talking about hiking or That's whatever it is. Okay, well, hey, maybe. If I ever do, I'll have you on. You just gotta hike a trail. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we can do a hiking podcast. We can hike we while can we do it. Mike, somehow. Yeah, and... just strap it up and do it on the trail. Absolutely. All right, yeah, cool. Well, Thank you for watching if you made it this far. Appreciate your time. And I really enjoyed this. This was fun. This was a good time. Cool. Bye.